Creeping out of the swamps of South Florida. Hanging out with Sats Man and Mr. Captain Brunch. In Bitcoin Grove. This is Chimp. This is Captain Brunch coming to you from Bitcoin Grove Studios again. Again, I've somehow been able to get Chimp to come out of his tree. Or where, where do chimps hang out? Well, you said bourbon, so this chimp got out of his tree and found some bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bribe him with liquor. How you doing, chimp? What's going on? I'm good. Just on the verge of... Um, well, no, I can't say termination. Like the corporate world wants to, wants to call it a separation. Wow, you're going, you're diving right <laughs> deep into it. You're, it's been on my mind, man. Uh, like, was it a large financial institution? Is, yes. uh, is forcing you to be an executioner. It's like you give a people career a chance. Executioner. Like you give people a chance. You know, you try to find ways to help them out. I know you have a kid. I know you have your problems. And you still pulling this shit? Oh, so what, what, what was this person pulling that you separated? Uh, just ways to not do their job. Creative so, ways to not do their job. <laughs> so they were like very earnestly procrastinating their responsibilities. Yeah. And, you know, I have other people who are working their butts off and, you know, suffering. And it's like, you're, the way she does it, she makes money off of it. So it's just like, pisses me off. It's like, okay, that's it. I'm done. And my boss had originally told me about her, like, watch her. I want you to fire her, like, as soon as you can. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, no, I'm going to give her a chance. I'm going to give her a chance. give her a chance. You sound no. like me. <laughs> you saw the abuse. The, the abuse was clear. But, you know, um, the company has to protect itself from any sort of, lawsuits, wrongful termination, make sure it's actually something that's... They had to well-document it. Right. So I'm doing that now, and hopefully they make their decision by this week, and the guillotine will fall. Guillotine. <laughs> the guillotine. Anyway, so on a lighter note, how are you, Captain Brunch? I'm pretty good. You know, this week I got an email from someone who is like the leader of a program called STEM Day, and... That. I don't know. I think it's kind of like Bitcoin Day where it's just a corporation that 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 like uses some kind of affinity as a methodology for getting people to anyway. So them as in science, technology, education. Exactly. And mathematics. So they invited me through Bitcoin brunch. They changed it though. Now it's steam. Sometimes. Depends. Not, you know, it Depending takes, on how woke you are. So essentially at a local high school, they're going to be having a STEM day on Tuesday and they wanted me to come and talk about Bitcoin, crypto, Bitcoin brunch. Now, crypto brunch is that a new one? <laughs> anyway, so um, I'm working, so I'm not going to do it. But I, I immediately I'm like, oh well, you know, like a chance to orange pill the youths. Youths. So I, I, you know, I hit up some of the the local PPPs and uh, and like you know, a couple of people stepped up. So we're going to have a little presence. I have to. Uh, Mars made like a graphic for it, and I'm gonna—I don't know—I'm gonna—I think I'm gonna come here on Monday for a few hours to try to like basically have have a presentation for them. That sounds awesome. Well, what kind of age are we talking about? Like high school, fourteen, sixteen? Okay. Yeah, high school. So they're gonna have an opportunity to talk to high schoolers. Hopefully, it's not too mind-numbing for them. This is your El Salvador. You're uh, teaching the the youths. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, I thought that oh, was a nice they'll, opportunity. They'll make a movie about you, Dangerous Minds. Uh, I'm not even going to be there. <laughs> I, don't, I got nothing to do with it. The, the, the white guy reaching out to the black inner city youth about um, Bitcoin, and then you guys find your way, you find your inner racism. It's be beautiful. I, I love it. I don't like you racializing me like that. So I have a question for you. In 2023, is it rude to call someone without like telling them that you were going to call them? <laughs> oh, could you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, so you know, you have text messaging, you've got email, you've got all these different ways to communicate with people. So is it rude to call someone without warning them? Like, hey, can I call you? Hey, are you free? Like, can I call you at 5.30 to talk to you about this thing? Like, is it rude to just, as people had done for decades, to just call someone when you feel like talking to them? Is that rude? No. Okay. Why would it be? I don't know. Like, I, I, I ignore a lot of calls, I feel like. That's really funny because you mentioned that. And like, yeah, that's my immediate answer. But when I think about it at work, like, you better like slack me or let me know that you're about to like call me because I might be doing something else. 
But I'm but saying, but it's different on your phone. I mean, I expect on your you personal to call phone. Me. Yeah. Uh, huh. I don't know. I, I don't think it's rude, and I have no problem with people calling me. But I'm so precious about my time that I just ignore calls if if, if I wasn't expecting. A oh call. no no! So what's happening is that someone's mad at you for not picking up. No, oh. it's just. Why are you bringing it up? Because I, I, I'm very curious about the way people, you know, like manage their time and, and then how they choose to share their time with others, whether they put conditions on it, you know, like what are those conditions can like oftentimes I'll ref, I, I will not do something with someone if they're asking me the day of, even if I have no plans, like I have no plans and, and they're asking me to go do something and I'll be like, nah, I'm busy. Because, you know, I mean, I've got things to do, right? Like you've got like your list of, I don't know about you, but I, I have like a, a long infinite list of things that I'm trying to do. So if, if we didn't make plans, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my default plan of doing the things on my infinite list of things to do. I guess. Versus <laughs> leading. It's, it's, I mean, it sounds like a priority list. If you really want to do it, you'll do it. You'll forego your list. Yeah, obviously, sometimes when people invite me to do some things, like, okay, the other day I was invited to go on a boat, and I almost never get invited to go on boats. So I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm going to go on a boat. And so I went on a boat. Oh, God, it also I'm, applies to I'm, you. I'm not trying to not curse. Well, I can curse because I don't you curse. You got to do it too. Uh, all right, so <laughs> that's whatever. One for you, so that's zero one for me. For me. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I was thinking, and it's funny that I didn't bring it up last week. And if I did, then, man, my short-term memory is real bonked out. But... Prism is not a good name for anything anymore. I am traumatized by the word prism because the NSA had a program called Prism, which was a, a domestic spying program where they were recording the internet. So every time I hear the name Prism, I'm, I'm a little bit traumatized. But I was, of course, very happy to find out about the Prism Lightning Bolt 12 project. That's funny. I, I immediately think of Pink Floyd, but yes, continue. I mean, I probably would, but I'm not that much of a, a Pink Floyd fan. So at the conference this year, they had like a bazaar and it was interesting. They had a lot of like more, I don't know, they, had, they always have like kind of artisanal vendors selling clothing, art, different, mostly clothing and art and a few other things. But almost none of them were taking credit cards. Yeah, like, they, like I'm like, okay, do you take credit cards? And they're like, no. Let's, uh, for everyone listening, um, what conference are you talking about? Oh, gosh. You didn't listen to last week's episode? The Bitcoin conference put on by Bitcoin Media Inc. Where is that? It was held in Miami oh. Beach Convention Center. But as I mentioned last week, they are moving it to Nashville. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I attended and I paid way too much to go. So I'm, I'm so... Um, I'm kind of butthurt about how much I paid, actually. Because like, I'm realizing it. The fact that I bring it up so often must mean that I'm annoyed by it. Because they were people, my friends were giving tickets away yeah. <laughs> at the end. And Loki, I find that so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, know. I, I find you, it funny, like... too, because I was a ticket broker, so I should know better. And I knew better. I hate their whole business model. Like The whole stupid thing about raising the prices you get closer to the conference. It's just dumb. It's dumb. And then the whole thing about expecting to get as many people last year you know, I mean, this year, as you got last year, it was also dumb when circumstances have changed so much. So there's just blah, 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 blah. I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is the fact that I had to spend all this Bitcoin because I couldn't, like, help myself from one. And you paid in Bitcoin? Oh, oh I know. God. It was pretty emotionally painful. I'm like, wait, what? Like, you, you want my Bitcoin? Panda is turning in his grave right now. <laughs> I mean, but you know, there was um, Charlotte Bitcoin, which is like a, you know, like a Charlotte Bitcoin meetup group. And they had all these cool shirts. You know, they had like this Noster shirt, which had these purple nostriches on it. And it said Bitcoin Miami. And I'm like, oh, I want that shirt. So, you know, I don't know. I, like, I needed these shirts. I mean, I didn't need them, but you know, I'm a sucker these days for sure. I'm like, I'm starting a shirt collection. I realized like I'm starting a Bitcoin shirt collection. So one day there's going to be the captain brunch gallery at Bitcoin Grove. And it's just going to be like a bunch of these awesome ass shirts that are on have. the wall. <laughs> yeah. Next to the poker. But framing shirts is not cheap. Like I looked into it and shirt frames are expensive. So I'm going to have to find some way to do it because I'm not spending like a hundred dollars on every single shirt to frame all. I got a lot of shirts now. I'm actually going to spend like $100 on a frame for 
because I bought this this print from Bitcoin Apex. I don't know why. I was like, I really liked his work. And then, and then he would, I don't know. I don't know why one day, maybe it was like some sale that he was having. He's like, Oh, if someone buys a print from me, I'm going to give you a free print. And like, you know, prints like, they're not even real, right? Like they're just, someone printed them. <laughs> so they are real. Like someone really printed them. And he gave, it's, it came with a certificate saying it's like one of 21. So I printed this, <laughs> you know, so like if, if, as far as collector's items go, I mean, it is a legitimate collector's item. It's one of 21. I bought this print and I want to put a nice frame around it because it's like such a dramatic piece of artwork and it needs a dramatic frame. But it's really hard to find a good frame in the United States. At least I haven't gone to a frame store. Like I'm kind of spoiled. Like I'm like looking on the internet, and God, I can't imagine you at a comic convention. You'd walk out with a cart full of shit. Oh gosh, it's oh my horrible, God. horrible. Especially if I had any comic book artists or writers that I liked, then I would be like, oh no, I gotta spend money. I did that one time. Like I bought this really kind of not that interesting page of of a Batman comic from the artist J.H. Williams III, who is probably like one of my favorite comic book artists. The guy's amazing. And he was he was having like a thing at a, a comic book shop in San Francisco. And I went. And so I spent like three or $400 on this f- page. Jeez. And it's like Batman's not even on the page. <laughs> but the guy's art is so good. <laughs> okay. So the, the whole point was I had to spend all this Bitcoin. And so, you know, I, I, I've been trying to bring up the subject of spend and replace. Okay. Which is, it's kind of like a, a, a counter narrative to HODL. It's like, okay, well, if we want the Bitcoin circular economy, then we need to have spend and replace. Because otherwise, you ha- if you're just HODLing, then you cannot participate in the Bitcoin circular economy. So there has to be some portion of your stack that you, you participate in that Bitcoin circular economy. So, you know, spend and replace. I like that. I support that. I'll, I'll put that on a shirt. Yeah, there was a video. I, did, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it was like very effect, effective. <laughs> it was a very effective video. Um, uh, like by these Bitcoiners. I don't remember who they were, but they were all like, yeah, man, like spend and replace. We've got to spend and replace. And for some reason, that kind of affected me. For some reason, I was very heavily persuaded by the argument of spend and replace. I'm like, huh, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of that. I mean, I like it because it kind of makes you spend less. Because then you have to double, you know, you want to buy this, but you also want to replace. So, so it can it's go either way. It's not buying double. It's like, so theoretically you could use the Bitcoin you already have. And then you simply have to buy that amount of Bitcoin to replace. True, yeah. I guess it goes, yeah. At least probably for tax purposes, that might be the best way to do it. But that you, you need to talk to your own tax? financial tax? advisors. What's we are that? not financial advisors. I didn't even recognize that word. <laughs> Anyway, so speaking of Bitcoin conferences and Bitcoin, we, you know, we did have Pleb Day here and Pleb Day here, here, I mean, Bitcoin Grove Studios. And so to speak more about Bitcoin Grove Studios, we have here in person with us, Roz, who I, I would call the founder of Bitcoin Grove. Is that is that unfair? Was, um, yeah, hey. that's accurate. <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. So I like your voltage shirt. That's sweet. So, so welcome back. It's been like a month, I think, since we've talked. The, the last time we talked, we were in a different physical locations, you know, and that was like, we were kind of thinking of potentially doing it there, but we ended up getting this space. So we are in, you know, the Bitcoin Grove. What do you, what do you think? Evolution. Man. <laughs> we, yeah, we had our, our like proof of concept iteration and then we had a founding membership come together, lockdown. Unit 200, the space where we have Bitcoin Grove Studios, and then the conference room, which you mentioned, is where we held a bunch of awesome sessions during Pleb Day. That was quite a experience. We started the day with like a couple ideas on, on who's going to be around to show off what they're working on. And the people who showed up just kept coming with awesome stuff to dive in and then people packed into the conference room and it was way too hot and the AC <laughs> stopped working. <laughs> I think it's because we left the doors open and so it was, uh, um, you know. What was I, the estimate how many people were in here? I think we had 40 in the conference room, which is like definitely more than we should. So. 
But what, uh, is, upstairs? what did the fire marshal say about the max capacity? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, how about you not call him and we not ask that? Yeah, no, the, uh, all in, what do you think, like 70 or 80 people? Because there was waves of uh, a pleb showing up for the, the uh, oh, between the 1 to passing. 6 o'clock. Yeah, I can Choo-choo. feel the train passing more than I can hear it. Brightland, fastest train in America right there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think throughout the day we had all these different <laughs> waves of people, and that was really cool. It was it was so fun that we didn't have, you know, like programming prepared, but we just kind of decided, well, hell, if we're going to be here all day and we're going to have all these interesting creative people, why don't we let people with projects present? So one of the things I heard was that the projects they saw here, they ended up going to the Bitcoin conference the next day or on Saturday and then seeing those same projects being presented. So it was Nice. There was kind of like this exclusive preview aspect to it. <laughs> That's cool. What kind of projects were presented? Do you remember? So I know we started off with a accounting kind of open discussion about different questions on buying and selling Bitcoin using Bitcoin and Bitcoin different accounting implications. And then we had a presentation on. Uh, the prisms, which I know you guys had an episode last month. Last with, week. Dang, dude, time's flying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it felt like a month ago. Last week, yeah. We also uh, had a bunch of different, uh, like a nose, building a noster, uh, intro to this concept to do. Uh, Whoa, bug you bounty call it noster. I always hear noster. Is it noster or noster? It's whatever. It's open source. Yeah, there's a there's a battle. Is a battle? Noster versus Noster. I'm oh, not man. battling. Yeah, I'm on Team Noster, but <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's your next shirt idea. There's the 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 client that I started using, Domus, right? It's like Nostradamus, Notre Dame. Yeah. I don't know. The Nostradamus. Do you ever say that? Nostradamus. I don't know. Maybe Nostradamus. I mean, there's no A in there, so I would it be Nas. Nos, nos, no, no, nos. It, it depends on how you pronounce Ross? things. It, you is know, it Rose or the Ross? Which which uh, sports teams play uh, the Fighting Irish? What's Notre what Dame? <laughs> Not Notre Dame. <laughs> there Not you go. Notre okay, Dame. okay. So when Bitcoin Grove Relay? Yeah, that's that's a good question. We need to we need to have the uh, uh, yeah we're doing it. It's just a matter of when is the right question. So. There's so many other things, but that's one <laughs> <laughs> that we're doing. That, that, right. What did you think about PlebFi? I didn't attend. You know, I was working. I got there at the end, and I got to see the award ceremony. So PlebFi, that was and what, Tuesday, what is Wednesday. So Pleb Day was Thursday. It was Thursday, yeah. So it was the two days before leading into Pleb Day. So I think it was a kind of started in Wynwood with some sessions all day, Tuesday. And there were really good speakers and interesting panels. And then the stuff they were talking about was used for the like topics and uh, prize. The hackathon had prizes did like basically inspired by those topics. So you know, it's like do something that you learned about at PlebFi and win some Sats. So then Wednesday after the Socratic seminar here at Bitcoin Grove, we got to see all those projects that the people built in the last like twenty four hours before. So that was awesome, and and there were like eight or nine submissions for the for that hackathon, and uh, I've seen some of the the people who placed and won some uh, prize money now have like pushed and kept building what they uh, were showing off, finished it, kind of polished it up. I do think that's kind of cool. A lot of these projects that I've seen people like win these hackathons and they keep going. I mean, sometimes it even uh, changes their career trajectory because I think of light sets. Yeah, no that that was a great the Legends of Lightning hackathon last year, right? That was another Legends credit. of Lightning. <laughs> I like that the global adoption track. So we're we're getting people using Lightning all over. So the light sats. So just before we came on the show, we were we were talking about middle of the month in Miami. What's <laughs> I mean, what's that mean? Well, when we started doing the Miami BitDevs Socratic seminars, it was the first Monday of the month. But then we got hit by a very strong vortex, I think, believe in February. <laughs> and it threw off our, our cadence. Bitcoinvortex.com. <laughs> so BTCvortex.com. The middle of the month in Miami is now what's happening. So I think this past month we did the 17th 
Miami Bit Dev Socratic and upcoming in June toward the middle of the month, do number 18. So, I mean, part of the idea <laughs> of the Bitcoin Vortex is to have just these series of events that are all kind of in succession or like very, uh-oh, what happened there? Oh, oh, it looks like we got a boost from I just got Jay. hit by like a piece of gold coin or something. What is Jay this? Jay from B-Well Bitcoin, 11,047 sats. Ooh. No, 12,340 sats. <laughs> Dropping bags. If one has their 12 seed words memorized, then they'll want to make sure to do what they do, what they can to decrease their chances of developing <laughs> dementia. Would you like to hear the four actionable steps to take to decrease your chances of developing dementia? Stay tuned for Be Well Bitcoin, health and wellness content for Bitcoiners. Ooh, Be Well nice. Bitcoin. It's an ad. It's nice. nice. Thank well. you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. It's, uh, Don't get dementia. I guess uh, Be Well Bitcoin is the sponsor so far for today's <laughs> episode of Saturday Night Lit. Well, you don't want to get a dementia, especially do, if you got brain loss. Do we have any other boosts? Did you did you check about any other boosts? I guess we we have been kind of neglecting our value for value uh, methodology. No, I've been looking. <laughs> Last one was me saying it was your ego. There's no other ones. You're no. sure? Pretty sure. Okay, okay. We're gonna have to uh, keep our eye out for potential. We're gonna have to, you know, whatever. Anyway, so um, as I was saying, having a bunch of Bitcoin events all within you know like a short period of time uh, primarily free i mean at least like you know bit devs is free bitcoin brunch is free miami bitcoiners is free broward county bitcoin is free um bit miami has done free events so you know the, the idea is to have all these f- events where there's not really an excuse not to go other than the traveling so if you happen to decide hey i want to travel or i want to go on a vacation or like i want to go visit bitcoiners out of town well, the Bitcoin Vortex is like the perfect little swirl of Bitcoin engagement and uh, ideas and, and education. I like that, the swirl. <laughs> well, you know, going with that Vortex theme. I see, that marketing. I see, I see Mr. Marketing <laughs> over here. Um, and so, yeah, so I think having the, the bit devs in the middle of the month probably makes it a little easier to coordinate with some of the other um, the other meetups as well. I mean, obviously, it's always easy to, to coordinate with brunch because it's every Sunday. So, but you know, that's cool. So let's see, maybe, so June you're saying? Um, yeah, we might even move off of uh, Monday because, you know, the pizza would be open. <laughs> if it wasn't on a Monday. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, let's see. Let's see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start uh, putting the feelers out and seeing what, what's what. Um, the Miami Bitcoiner seems to have moved to Wednesdays in South Beach. So, you know, that's like a, that's like a little offshoot kind of thing. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. Um, so, you know, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to mention in regards to Bitcoin Grove? Um, so, yeah, memberships are still open. We're we're here 24-7 doing the uh, co-working space. Now we have this recording studio set up if you want to come in and, and record some stuff. If you're working on a Bitcoin project, come meet the, the Miami Bitcoin uh citadel that we're building here in the northeast corner of the city all right so before i let you leave uh hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. wait what happened i gotta ask about this giant cabinet behind oh yeah me right okay now. so so before before what the, is satsman we're turning it on i think the, the display <laughs> is still black but it's powering on here so satsman was a uh booth activation during bitcoin 23 oh it's an arcade cabinet built Inspired by Pac-Man, of course, but instead of the uh, yellow circle, you have a Bitcoin uh, emblem that uh, chases after fiat and shitcoin logos. So the uh, yeah, this this one was specifically uh, built to promote the idea that getting BIP three hundred allows Bitcoin to eat and destroy other uh, altcoins and everything. So that's that's how that one works. As you play the game and you get your your little BIP 300 Love upgrade. It. Yeah. So I, w- I think we should just retcon it. And is originally this was <coughs> Pac-Man, you know, but they had to change it due to censorship. So this is actually <laughs> going back into time and bringing back the real thing. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's a, uh, there's still a bounty out. If you can break a hundred thousand on the, on the, uh, you get, uh, the points, a hundred thousand points is the high score. If you can get a new high score, you got, I think a million sats on the line. I'm gonna have to take that challenge. A million, yeah, yeah. A million so sets on the line. Get wow. over to how much is that right now? Like 
the big bags. A million sats is what it is. Get over to Bitcoin Grove and, and get some time on the Sats Man arcade cabinet and get that record down. Yeah, so this is you know the first of what I'm sure is going to be various sort of like Bitcoin um, like installations or experiences that you'll only be able to have at Bitcoin Grove as we you know like evolve further and further. Uh, but so now that we've talked about Sats Man, uh, what I wanted to talk about was the um, like, what do you know, what have you heard, or what can you say about a very cryptic announcement that happened, was it like two days ago, or it was just, it was very recently, about something called Ord Basil. What? <laughs> I did see that, yeah. there's. Uh, it seems like the vacuum being left from uh, Bitcoin 23 in the Bitcoin magazine, BTC Inc., Promotion leaving Miami next year is uh, left a lot of question marks. What what uh, what's going to happen in Miami? Are they going to have another Bitcoin conference? Or is there, you know, just there's a mining you know thing they do at the airport? Is that going to be the thing? Yeah. But yeah, there was this uh, Ord Basel during Art Basel to celebrate the the Bitcoin intersection with art and explore and dive into the you know let the pioneers behind that. Kind of demonstrate what's going on there. I think that uh, event. There aren't many details out yet, so I'm excited to see who who comes out to support it and uh, what kind of collections uh, collaborate to to do something cool during Art Basel here in Miami. And I do think that's one of the ecosystems for Bitcoin that's thriving and really making a lot of noise and bringing more attention and <clears throat> like orange pilling people through a different avenue the number go up is through some of the art so so the idea that is it's a bitcoin only like event but it's art focused so i think on the twitter feed uh at ord basel it said something about an inscribathon with some prizes i don't know what uh inscribathon so that I'm, so that's a hackathon, but for inscriptions. Like some sort of inscription-focused hackathon. And then there will be panels, I'm sure, some speakers and artists talking about what they're doing with ords. Ords being ordinals, according to the ordinal theory. And yeah, I think that's probably the uh, way we're bridging um, Bitcoin into art during Art Basel, which of course is a sister event for the the was it Switzerland is where Basel, yeah, <laughs> originated. Yeah, that's the the OG Basel. Oh, so if if Ord Basel becomes a thing, we might have to like satellite it to to Switzerland. <laughs> that's coming up. That's that's like in a couple of weeks. I think is the the Switzerland one. Yeah. So the dates there are dates listed right now on the twitter.com slash Ord Basel, but those are probably tentative at this point. Is, is it too early to tell? What do you think? Well, Art Basel is, is definitely set and not moving, so I would assume Ord Basel will yeah, be. Yeah, like we're, the idea would be to have it during the time that Art Basel time, is yeah. here. And that's like, right now it's saying December 6th through 10, which I looked it up, it's a Friday. Oh, no, no, it's different than it was before. Man, things change so quickly. They evolve Yeah, so quickly. Let me see. What... Keep your eyes and ears on <laughs> Oh, man, let me see real quick. So December 6th through 10 right now is Wednesday through Sunday. Okay, you know, that's fun. Um I'm definitely going to keep my eyes and ears open. Um, I like art. I like artists. I like talking to people about art and artistry. Um, so, as you know, if you're interested in the future of whatever this is going to be, this twitter.com slash ordbasil. And I guess eventually there will be an ordbasil.com. Yeah, ordbasil.com. Um, for right now, it's uh, book, bookmarked, but uh, I assume the Twitter feed would be the best place to keep updated until a website or other details come out. Now, if people wanted to find out more about Bitcoin Grove or if they wanted to join Bitcoin Grove, they can go to btcgrove.com. Is that what it is? Correct, yeah. that's our. And then what's the difference between the two memberships? So the Nomad membership is more geared for, for part-time usage. Uh, so you get a code that works for about a week, well, seven days of a um, 30-day period. So it's a monthly pass, but... You can use your pass uh, seven times, where a resident membership is twenty four seven for the whole month, and they're both monthly. So three hundred bucks a month for resident, 
or 175 a month for Nomad membership. And yeah, so this Bitcoin Grove space is membership run as, as long as we can stay alive doing it like this. That's the idea. So if you want a seat at the table, come use the space, set up the space, you know, drive Bitcoin Grove into the future, a uh, bright orange future where uh, Bitcoin is money and we have a, a community that's adopted and thriving here within the city of Miami is where we're starting and spread uh, across, you know, seeding Bitcoin Groves across everywhere. So that's... I think uh, every city needs these type of communities and they're all popping up. So it's exciting to see that we have one here in Miami now. Thanks for getting lit with us, Roz. Always. Thanks for having me. Bitcoin Grove going, which I'm enjoying a lot so far. Really, and I'm glad to hear that, Chimp, because you know I was uh, I was skeptical about how you know how much you'd like being here. Well, you know, don't be a negative Nancy, <laughs> Captain Brunch. But I'd love to. Um, we definitely got to get this room going with some sound deadening foam. Yeah. That's gonna be an adventure. But so usually we record in either Brunch's place or my place, so our sounds a little better. Here we have a little less furniture, so it's you, you will hear some echo, which you guys probably don't care, but it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun, though, right? It is fun, of course. That's yeah, the aspect of it. We're though. running with scissors, and it's cool, So, but it will get better. So aside from the Ord Basil, which I'm definitely looking forward to, to hearing more about that and how that's going to go, because it's Bitcoin only, um, there's also in the springtime I want to do like I'm already put, planting the seed in people's minds that I, I want to have like a, I want to do a Bitcoin vortex in the spring or probably like around this time of year. So let's say like about a year from now. Um, and then the idea would be is that we, we would fill in the gaps. So, you know, let's say uh, the Broward County Bitcoiners meetup happens Saturdays from five to seven and then they do karaoke but, you know, karaoke only lasts so long and then theoretically, like, what would be next? So, like, what we could do is then we could, like, as part of the Vortex, we could, the idea would be we would bus people from one event to the other. So, just for, like, this one, you know, this wouldn't be, like, a regular thing because I can only, it's like a logistical nightmare. I'm already thinking bus about Bus people. It. Yeah, literally. Just, just so, get everyone bikes and we'll all bike together as a group. <laughs> no. So, we would rent, like, a bus, you know, like, maybe, like, a party bus or... Whatever, just a bus that a bunch of people can fit on. So then we would take the what? people. We would take the people from one event to the other, and so the idea is that it's a distributed conference experience. Um, so they could come to like Saturday Night Lit after the karaoke, and you know they could watch us do a live show, and then we could force them all to download uh, podcasting 2.0 apps and send us satoshis. You know, which is of course like my goal in the life. point of this show basically. <laughs> um no i just love podcasting well i mean we won't talk about premcast <laughs> well adventure. it's uh, i i absolutely plan on revisiting and relaunching premcast in the indefinite future okay so so don't don't question my intentions but so as, as your producer I, I i i wait for it with with, with open arms yeah, I mean, Primecast was uh, was like just me philosophizing for like forty minutes. It's, it's yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's entertaining, although maybe a little bit. 
Um, so I'm going to keep thinking about that, you know, like maybe we would get, I've had this idea of renting out the auditorium at Miami Dade college. I think it's like a perfect location. It's in the center of downtown. You've got the, the Metro mover there. So it's easy to like get around, you know, you don't have to park right there. You could park like at a parking garage and then catch the Metro mover. So, you know, everyone who I've talked to about the idea, they seem to be pretty happy about it. I think it would be like an extremely small experience. So like maybe we would price it out for one bus and maybe two at most. And so it would be the idea would be is that you could come with a car or you could come and rent a car if you wanted to and you could do all the things. But if you wanted to get on the bus and if you wanted to get like the really authentic crazy ass Bitcoin vortex experience. That's two. Oh my God. Ass yeah. is not a curse word. <laughs> Unless you're talking about a donkey. Okay. So you know, so the idea is to make it kind of an exclusive, special, authentic experience. That yeah, you definitely need the, the party bus. I'm down for the party bus. Well, because I, I want I want people to have an experience of Miami, especially because like they were talking about it on Podcasting 2.0, and people kind of have this notion about Miami, and it's not dishonest. You know, the traffic sucks. The restaurants are super expensive. Yeah, they really hate Miami. <laughs> so I want people... To come and have a Bitcoin experience that that doesn't deliberately expose you to that commercial bullshit. Like, I want you to have a more authentic local experience. Like, us locals don't always go put ourselves through that. We we do have much more down to earth, really awesome social lives. So, it would be nice to kind of expose the Bitcoiners to that. Like, so for instance, they had proof of skate, um, which. there's like a a skate park that's not very far from here. And so Bitcoiners have been kind of going over there and hanging out. It would be really cool to get like all of these out of town Bitcoiners to go to this thing and be like, Hey, like aren't skate parks cool? Like skate parks are cool. They having nothing to do with Bitcoin. They are cool. And then we get to be Bitcoiners at this cool place. So, you know, there's all these experiences that they don't get to have. And instead they're complaining about, like I did last week about like the horrible restaurant experiences and, and getting 20% service charges added, you know, like that's not, that's not the only Miami that exists. That is a Miami that exists. So, uh, you know, look forward to, um, I I think I'm like the, so there's going to be the Bitcoin vortex, but then there's also maybe going to be like a two day thing. I don't know. We'll see. How often are you trying to have the vortex? I think it should be four times a year. (laughs) Well, yeah. So that's, you know, that is one idea. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, the thing is like, what is the vortex? Like the vortex is just, just, just when the meetups all happen to be like kind of next to each other. So it doesn't really have to be a thing, you know, but like the first one was a thing because I had to get all the meetups to meet. They were kind of like maybe some, I'm not going to get back into rehashing the past, but I kind of had to push some of, you know, like maybe one. Gotcha. Of the meetups to like, okay, you guys, let's do this, please. And, and it's hard for, hard to say no, right? Like, how are you going to say no to someone who's trying, like, if you're a Bitcoiner and someone's trying to build Bitcoin community and they're like, hey, you, like, you have this meetup and you could be building Bitcoin community with us if you would just do your meetup again. It's kind of hard to say no to that. All right. So here also now in the studio with us. I want to introduce a buddy of mine, um, a fellow adventurer in this Bitcoin landscape, because uh, last year we won some really awesome necklaces together. Michael, welcome to uh, Saturday Night Lit. Yo. (laughs) How you doing? Live in front of a studio audience, it's Michael. (laughs) Yo, what up? Not too much. You know, we're just over here getting lit, being lit. Lit stands for live item tag. This is a, a namespace tag of the podcasting 2.0 namespace and it, it just basically means that the podcast is live so people who are listening on a modern podcast app like soon to be fountain but i guess right now the live button is not really working on fountain quite yet um not for everyone i know it's in beta so you know like this podcast is an experiment right like we're experimenting with this live feature after we we finish going live then we take the recording, you know, like we are recording. And then we take the recording. We do a little bit of editing. He does a little bit of editing and then uploads the show. 
And then people can listen to it like a normal podcast. But theoretically, someone could be like, is anyone listening to us right now? Yeah, we still <laughs> have. Um, we lost our, our, our Bangalore oh, listener, but he, we got people all over the place. Must have been a shit must yeah, have been you a know. So, India coin. What are you doing here, Michael? Me? Uh, I don't know. I heard about the the live show, so I decided to come by. And I what was, are you doing? But here? You, you can't just be here, right? So, like, obviously, you have uh, to. Oh, well, like, I, mean, I noticed your hat. Like, oh, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am one of the the Bitcoin nom- Grove Nomad members. Oh yeah, that might nice. be the newest one. I don't know. I'm ha- I'm happy to have you as a as as a as a, a guest on our podcast and as a fellow you know member of Bitcoin Grove. Um, why did you join Bitcoin Grove? Like, what's that about? Well, I wanted to be part of the community, and I heard about the uh, regular pass, and I was like, oh, that's probably not for me because I only come to Miami every every once in a while. So then I heard about the Nomad Pass. I'm like, wow, that's for me. Don't be afraid of the microphone. Oh, shall I get closer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. The chimp is over there, like, getting all up on him, like... <laughs> all right, yeah, anyways, uh, no, that's for me. It's been cool. I come here and work all day long, you know, uh, let's see. What do you want? Wednesday, on? the Bitcoin Pull Request Club was uh, testing the release candidate number two for 25.0. So let's assume that most of our audience has no idea what a pull request is. What is the Bitcoin Pull Request Club? They review proposed Bitcoin code changes and updates. So you joined this club. Well, anyone can go there. Uh, There's a website for it. If you Google Bitcoin pull request club you just show up and look on irc there's an agenda um they test uh, various proposals of things and uh yeah this, this past wednesday they were it was more of a testing session it was like here's a list of things to test everybody go through scripts on your own machines build the code from scratch that's what i did or you can download the uh download the program and for your operating system and uh Go through all the tests, make sure everything works. And uh, I did that. Everything worked on Mac OS, so we're good. So the idea is you're testing it out to see if something breaks, and then if something breaks, then you report it back, and then they know not to release it yet. Is that- right, and that happened at least once, because this was the second release candidate. So last time, they must have found something. And, uh, and then somebody goes back and change and uh, fixes it, and then we test it again. So why why are you doing this? Well, I realized, hey, I know how to program. Why am I not helping Bitcoin? So I was like, okay, let me yeah, Michael, see what I can do. Why weren't you helping? Like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I didn't think about it. I just <laughs> sat down one day and I was like, I looked at my hands. I'm like, wait, I can sort of... <laughs> every, every programming language is basically all the same shit. Like, it's just if statements and loops. It's, you know. Uh-huh. These hands are made for coding. It's all the same thing, you know, whatever. So I'm just... And it's, if there are any devs out there, you know, I encourage you to go to the pull request club and start reading and uh, get into it. How recently did you get into this pull request club again? Well, well again, <laughs> I guess uh, this week. Like one of my friends was in it and we, like, we'd go in there and like, you know, like try and read things and you ask questions. Most of the sessions are like, they set an agenda and it's going to be like, okay, somebody wrote this code. Let's go through it and find problems with it. And uh, usually the experts go in there and start like start their debates on the IRC chat. So are, are you going to be an expert one day soon? I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, and I got the code building myself and I tested the thing. So all the test scripts ran on my computers. So, so last week we had um, Damien from Santa Cruz on the show and he had just, you know, started learning how to program and a year and a half ago, I think, or something. But it wasn't very long ago. And then now he's, you know, working on like lightning network projects. Um, you, like you have a day job that's not Bitcoin related, right? Yeah, I just make phone apps all day long. Okay. And, yeah. and, and so, like I mean, but now you're kind of diving into the Bitcoin stuff on the side. You're getting a taste for it. Uh, it seems like you like the way it tastes. Um, yeah, I like what I'm tasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's palpable. Yeah, it's a, it makes for a good brunch. 
<laughs> so now, <laughs> which uh, Bitcoin brunch Sundays at Naomi's Garden from ten to three. I'll be there, in Miami. Nice, yeah. So you can meet Michael. You can you can dox the hell out of him at Bitcoin brunch tomorrow, and Captain uh, Brunch, of course, always <laughs> <laughs> always available to to be doxed at uh, at Bitcoin brunch on Sundays. Come for the Bitcoin, stay for the jerk chicken. Yeah. So, like, what do you think about you know that the fact that you could just join this club and you could start implementing you know code and like what is how does it feel like what is it like especially like in regards to bitcoin as an open source project as a permissionless project as it you know like what what's going on man well <laughs> you don't even have to join you can just show up and like hey you're in you know there's no there's no join button so it's being there that yeah it's, just, it's open source like let the best idea you know get debated and let's figure out where we go next and then does it feel like that's what's going on? Or do you think that corporations have captured Bitcoin th- through liquid, um, through Blockstream? <laughs> um, like, did you- I know at least one corporation might be trying to do that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have. I don't want to speculate, but like. Why not? I could see that. Why don't you want to speculate? It's a podcast. It's all about speculating. All right, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking I was just about. looking for like Bitcoin. Like there was like fellowships and like jobs. I don't know. One company. Is like, hey, we need to hire like Bitcoin wizards. But it's and, not and Blockstream? Or it is Blockstream? Uh, it was Spiral. Oh, okay. I'm just reading <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all I was right. just saying, like, oh, you know, we need, we need all these devs. And you also have to be, and you better be good at like persuasion and, you know, like Uh-oh. people's debates because that's what it all is. It's like, okay. Oh, so you can already see that. Like, so that is their business model then. Well, after you mentioned that, I was like, well, okay, I guess and I'm not saying they're doing it, but like, I, I want you know, if, if one certain company wanted to fund a bunch of devs and the percentage of their devs went up <laughs> in the ecosystem, uh-huh. yeah, I guess maybe, uh, you could have some influence, but, You'd have to get through the maintainers and if... And it would still have you know. to be, like, regardless of the fact that you might have some kind of a majority, you would still have to convince the minority, right? Because it's still a consensus process. Like, if there was a vocal minority, they could they could screw things up in the adoption process. Like, they could influence a user-activated, a user-rejected soft fork kind of thing. Yeah, everyone can say, oh, we don't like this. We're going to use that and this other version and... Now you have two coins again, so... Well, you know, you are my man on the inside, so I want you to continue looking out for these paranoid conspiracy theories um, that block, uh, Bitcoin Cash people promulgate about Bitcoin. And come back with a boots-on-the-ground report. Yeah, because right. we want to know. All right. Keep, I will do it. Keep building, Michael, and thank you very much for uh, coming on to Saturday Night Lit. Thanks for hosting. <laughs> at my uh, Brazilian friend's house. They've been traveling Europe for a while. Brazilian, I don't know. I mean, they're from Brazil, but they lived in the United States probably as long or longer than they lived in Brazil. They had most of their adult lives here. They made their careers here. So anyway, so I was chilling at their house. They live in Hollandale. They got a nice little condo over there, view of the pool, and there's like a little marina. And it was funny at one point, my friend Adolfo, you know him. Adolfo. He he turns to me and he starts like we're talking about the war in Ukraine or something like that. And he was talking about how Lula has been trying to promote peace. (laughs) And you know, he was just saying like how proud he was and how, you know, he really thinks that Lula can can have a positive influence since he's refused to pick a side, uh, you know, uh, in the war. Like he he refuses to support Ukraine. He refuses to like, you know, support Russia in terms of sides. So 
I could hear uh, Panda. <laughs> well, of course I'm bringing this up for Panda. Um, the, I hope he's listening. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember what it was, but I just, I, it, some, somehow the conversation came up about whether Lula was communist or not. <laughs> did you bring he, it up? No, I don't think so. But, I, I, but Adolfo was like, you know, and some people actually believe that he's communist. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> And all I could think about was Panda and all, Lula is a commie. Um, yeah, I don't know, uh, Panda. Um, I feel like like if Lula is a commie, then... <laughs> and he posts a meme of throwing a guy out of the helicopter. It's horrible. I, I definitely do hope that we get peace in Ukraine and Russia soon. That would be nice. You know me, I'm anti-war. I'm like a, I'm like a peacenik, so I definitely am not about that war continuing. And if somehow a commie like Lula can, can help bring peace or if the, if you know, African countries can somehow help bring peace or if China, the, the communist Chinese can somehow bring peace. I hope we get peace soon because I don't want all these people dying. And that's my, uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. But, um, don't even, don't even know what to say there, you know. There's yeah, I know. I just so wanna... many different factors going that. So I guess my point was that whether Lula is a communist or not, I hope he somehow brings peace to Ukraine. <laughs> we did not mention the date at the beginning of the show. Oh my gosh, it's it's Saturday, May twenty seventh. Keep forgetting. I gotta put a post it note or something. And we need a um a, sh- a show title. I'm not going to remember. Lula is a commie. There you go. Lula is a commie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to, it, just Lula is commie. Lula anyway, is commie. for the next episode, I'm definitely going to try. Oh, because Art was asking, are we going to be doing live shows every week now? Ideally, uh, we're doing live shows every week. That yeah. It doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. <laughs> Thanks um, to life. I haven't canceled a show in a while. You haven't canceled a show in a while. I think so the last that- one was you. I'm willing to take responsibility if it was me. So, we're, you know, we're going to try to do shows every Saturday. That was the idea. Life obviously gets in the way sometimes. Sometimes we're depressed. Sometimes we're alcoholized. Sometimes other things happen. You know, you never know what's going to happen to you. But, you know, it's also like Saturday's my only day off, right? So I'm not, I'm not saying this as any kind of excuse. <laughs> but Saturday's my only day off. So like my only, like I, I, my only 24 hours off. It's not true, I guess. Is is before I start this show and then the 24 hours before I start this show. And then like, you know, so it is a responsibility, but it's a responsibility that I love. You know, I love podcasting. The fact that you're not listening to old episodes to do show notes <laughs> inspires me greatly. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I had this whole thing where I pretty much refused to listen to the episodes. I'm like, no. Like, now, you wouldn't say that, but I knew that's what you were thinking. But thank you for saying it officially. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Like, did I refuse to say that? I just... I've uh, said it a hundred times listening to the show, and you're like, uh, no response. <laughs> well, I just... It's just work. It's more work. You know, it's not that our shows are bad. So then I, stop watching YouTube for an hour. No, I have so much to learn, you know? Jesus so much Christ. to learn. Um, what the hell was the point of this argument? I have no idea. Anyway, <laughs> yes, Chimp is right. That's right. <laughs> that's that's the show title. Chimp so right. we're, oh, so we're we, you know, I think we we got a good streak going. Um, like I'm definitely going to be taking advantage of any guests that we can get through Bitcoin Grove. Obviously, like I have no shame about that. Um, members of Bitcoin Grove, etc. Although, like I do think that probably we're going to start producing like a Bitcoin Grove branded podcast, um, because that makes a lot of sense to sort of try to like really delineate and highlight the local Bitcoin community. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it's not like Saturday Night Lit is the wrong place for it, but you know, like we, we like to talk about things other than Bitcoin. So I think it's just appropriate for Bitcoin Grove to have a, a Bitcoin Grove podcast at some point. Once we have the, um, you know, once we like uh, finish up the studio, maybe we'd make it a video podcast, right? So we might put like a green screen in the background. Uh, and then maybe do it like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So, you know, one thing I notice when I'm not home is I don't have my fancy ass curse word, third word. My, my, I don't have my fancy chair. I don't have my fancy chair with me. So, you know, like I, 
I got this Herman Miller and body chair that I think it sells, it sells new for like 1600 plus. And, uh, I wanted to get this chair called Aeron. And I think that one starts at $1,200 starts. Yeah. And I haven't been able to justify buying it yet though. It's on my list. Like I really want to get a nice chair, especially once I, like when I had those those back and the knee problems and I had all these like nerve problems. It was really important for me to be comfortable when I'm sitting in a chair for like all day. Why did I bring this up? Because you had brought this up recently. Are you still having those problems? Well, they've kind of, they've come back, but like they're, they've come back in different ways and I haven't, they haven't bothered me enough for me to like do something about it, but I have health insurance now. So maybe I'll go to physical therapy again soon. <laughs> Cause I feel like when you had those problems, you weren't doing your current labor intensive job. So I feel like that job has helped in a sense. I think it's helped in the fact that like I'm moving constantly and I'm right. like, but it doesn't help in the sense that they're not healthy movements. You know, like I'm straining in a lot of situations. It's uncomfortable getting cut all the time. <laughs> getting cut has nothing to do with your, freaking knees but yeah but it doesn't help them any i got a random cut in my sleep today i don't know where it came from but i woke up with blood on my hand anyway so i want to set a challenge promise for the next episode i keep saying it but i'm gonna bring some music uh-huh oh then you're challenge. gonna make me impromptu sing yes to it? you're gonna impromptu sing to it but i'm gonna give you the topic now so you oh. can start thinking about it okay thursday just another monday in disguise Another Monday in disguise. Oh, so man. You'll make the lyrics on the fly. You won't know what uh, what tempo or what style the song is in. Just when it hits, you got to start going. <laughs> That's tough. And this is actually brunch at his best. He's <laughs> best when he's improvising. Yeah, like so. I work well under stress, you know, like somehow, well, when I'm not having panic attacks. I don't usually have panic attacks. Um, but yeah, so like if you if you want a nice chair, you should check out Herman Miller. And the embodied chair is really interesting because it's kind of got like this spinal system and you can adjust. It's okay. I'm not interested anymore. I was, but then I spent why a bunch of money. Why, why were you interested? Because my chair that I picked up on a trash pile is starting to suck. Yeah. But it's fine. Because like I, I alternate between standing and sitting. So it is what it is. So this is a horrible topic to bring up at the end of the show. Well, I think actually, get a new monitor, though. My monitor is awesome. Oof. I'd rather spend money on a monitor than a chair. I've been thinking about getting a new monitor for a while. Also, I've been thinking about spending $200 on a book called The Super Yacht Industry. And I'll talk about this some other time, but I, I have to do it eventually because it's like one of these books where like, I feel like I need to have it so that I, I can get some sort of exclusive information about my industry. And I cannot find a PDF version of it. Um, because I guess the book is just too expensive for anyone who can afford it to bother scanning it. Nothing on Chegg? I haven't checked that. You'll have to tell me about that later. But what I wanted to talk about before we ended the show was the fact that I don't go to movie theaters, or I don't generally go to movie theaters. I will only specially go to movie theaters. And it's because I'm against copyright cartels. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know you're against copyright cartels, but so that's the whole movie theater experience. Of, I'm, so trying, like, I'm trying to think of all the other things that that goes against. But so the movie theater, you know, like so you go to this this building to sit in a dark room uh, to watch this like copyrighted material. Um, you're paying way too much for the popcorn and for the like. Every, the, the concessions are so expensive. Like it's like five dollars for a bottle of water. $7 for a small Coke. Don't get anything. I don't, but I can also just not leave my house, right? I, I can have a wonderful movie-going experience in the comfort of my home and then eat whatever I want. Um, right, but nothing beats a giant freaking screen in front of you. like. Well, you know, so I'll get a projector or, some, or something like that. And you have a giant room that you could put a projector in? <laughs> I mean, yes, that works for you, but for me, like... Well, we've been talking about doing, like, a, you know, movie night. Oh, so, like, did you see my... I have this I have this shirt that my friend Michael gave me, not the Michael who was on the, on the podcast earlier, and it's, uh, it says 21 Bitcoin Films, 
And it was, he picked 21 movies that he thinks embody the Bitcoin ethos. And so I think it would be cool to do screenings of those movies. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, but for me, like, I, I'll always pay money to see my favorite movie that I've seen a hundred times in the theaters because it's such a, it's such a different experience. I mean, I, I'm not against paying to have an experience. I'm just not interested in participating in the Hollywood copyright cartel. Yeah. So well, I mean, it bounces out because you download everything else. So, you know, it's like <laughs> you kill the environment here, but you save it over here by driving a Tesla. I definitely don't drive a Tesla. I de- I'm definitely saving the environment by downloading movies and not buying them. I don't know how. I don't know how that works. All right. So I think we're running low So, sa- on so save your environment by uh, pirating films. Unless they're doing a special screening. I would totally pay to see Ghost in the Show in theaters again. The one with Scarlett Johansson? No. <laughs> Crawling back into the swamp. We'll see you all next week. Saturday Night Lit. Peace.